0: Welcome to the Monday edition of Transformation Radio.
1: I sit here and think, but all that you done, but how you can give me, your one and only son. And I'm trying to fathom, to all that you are, but let's so follow. So beyond me, And a part and in reverence, And a part and in fear, so I'm asking You, Lord, won't You please draw near? To open my eyes so that I can see how You are working in me. All I need is Your love. To come and fill this heart of mine, out is a desert that has gone dry. I need Your love to carry me by. All I need is Your love. and feel this out of mine out oh, as a desert that is gone dry I don't need your love to care me bye 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 bye, bye. to carry me bye 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 bye, bye. to carry me bye flopping by bye love, bye, for love, bye, for love, bye to so lay down my life and to put it before you and to put all that i have still in your hands and to knock on our question the oh, why you're so faithful to the while that you give me the blessings that you do that the glory be known that the glory be shown to so lift you up onto the throne you are my god you are my king to so you i give i give you everything all i need is your love so Come and fill this out of mine. Out is a desert that has gone dry. I need your love to carry me by. All I need is your love. So to come and fill this out of mine. Out is a desert that has gone dry. I need your love. Care me bye, 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 bye. by, 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 bye 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 by, 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 by. So I need your love to care me about Would you come and fill this heart of mine Cause can can't do it alone? And here I stand with my My arms open wide asking for you to come up inside Won't you come and fill my soul? Cause I need your love I cannot do it alone, no, no Won't you come and fill my soul? Cause all I need All I need All I need is you, my God All I need is your love To you come and fill this heart of mine out is a desert that is gone dry I need your love to carry me out by All I need is your love To come and fill this heart of mine Out is a desert that is gone dry I need your love to carry me by By, 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 by. To carry me by by, 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 by To carry me by For the love i by so the love and by for the by for the me
2: on by. And now, as we turn our attention to the reading of the New Testament, our narrative today comes from the book of Jude, chapter 1, we'll read the entire book, it's a very short book, verses 1 through 25. Now Jude's letter focuses on apostasy, it's when people turn away from God's truth and embrace false teachings. Jude reminded his readers of God's judgment on those who had left the faith. This letter warns against false teachers, in this case probably Gnostic teachers, Uh, and uh, Gnostics opposed two of the basic tenets of Christianity, the incarnation of Christ and the call to Christian ethics. Jude wrote to combat these false teachings and to encourage true doctrine and right conduct. Jude was a brother of James, who was one of the leaders in the early church. Now, Both these men were Jesus' half-brothers. Mary was their mother and Joseph was their father. Although Mary was Jesus' true mother, God was Jesus' true father. Now Jude emphasizes the important relationship between correct doctrine and true faith. The truth of the Bible must not be compromised because it gives us the real facts about Jesus and salvation. The Bible is inspired by God and should never be twisted or manipulated. When it is, we can become confused over right and wrong, and lose sight of the only path that leads to eternal life. Before writing about salvation, then, Jude felt he had to set his readers back on the right track, calling them back to the basics of their faith. Then the way to salvation would be clearer. His holy people is a term that refers to all believers, even you and I today. Now, when the Lord's Supper was celebrated in the early church, believers would eat a full meal before taking part in the communion with the sharing of the bread and wine. The meal was called a fellowship meal and it was designed to be a sacred time of fellowship to prepare one's heart for communion. While in several of the churches, however, this meal had turned into a time of gluttony and drunken revelry. In Corinth, for example, some people hastily gobbled food while others went hungry. No church function should be an occasion for selfishness, gluttony, greed, disorder, Or other sins that destroy unity or take one's mind away from the real purpose of gathering together. Now, the audience to whom Jude wrote was vulnerable to heresies and to temptations toward immoral living. The same way we are today, Jude encouraged the believers to remain firm in their faith and trust in God's promises for their futures. This was all the more important because They were living in a time of increased apostasies, turning away from God. Now, God can keep us from falling, and He guarantees that if we remain faithful, He will bring us into His presence and give us everlasting joy. All right, with that, let's begin our reading today, here in the New Testament. December 8th, the New Testament, Jude chapter 1, verses 1 through 25. This letter is from Jude, a slave of Jesus Christ and a brother of James. I am writing to all who have been called by God the Father, who loves you and keeps you safe in the care of Jesus Christ. May God give you more and more mercy, peace, and love. Dear friends, I had been eagerly planning to write to you about the salvation we all share, but now I find that I must write about something else, urging you to defend the faith, That God has entrusted once for all time to His holy people. I say this because some ungodly people have wormed their way into your churches, saying that God's marvelous grace allows us to live immoral lives. The condemnation of such people was recorded long ago, for they have denied our only Master and Lord, Jesus Christ. So I want to remind you, though you already know these things, that Jesus first rescued the nation of Israel from Egypt, but later He destroyed those who did not remain faithful. And I remind you of the angels, who did not stay within the limits of authority God gave them, but left the place where they belonged. God has kept them securely chained in prisons of darkness, waiting for the great day of judgment. And don't forget Sodom and Gomorrah and their neighboring towns, which were filled with immorality and every kind of sexual perversion. Those cities were destroyed by fire and serve as a warning of eternal fire of God's judgment. In the same way, these people who claim authority from their dreams live immoral lives, defy authority, and scoff at supernatural beings. But even Michael, one of the mightiest of the angels, did not dare accuse the devil of blasphemy, but simply said, The Lord rebuke you. This took place when Michael was arguing with the devil about Moses' body. But these people scoff at things they do not understand. Like unthinking animals, they do whatever their instincts tell them. And so they bring about their own destruction. What sorrow awaits them? For they follow in the footsteps of Cain, who killed his brother. Like Balaam, they deceive people for money. And like Korah they perish in their rebellion. When these people eat with you in your fellowship meals commemorating the Lord's love, they are like dangerous reefs that can shipwreck you. They are like shameless shepherds who care only for themselves. They are like clouds blowing over the land without giving any rain. They are like trees in autumn that are doubly dead, for they bear no fruit and have been pulled up by the roots. They are like wild waves of the sea, churning up the foam of their shameful deeds. They are like wandering stars, doomed forever to blackest darkness. Enoch, who lived in the seventh generation after Adam, prophesied about these people. He said, Listen, the Lord is coming with countless thousands of His holy ones to execute judgment on the people of the world. He will convict every person of all the ungodly things they have done and for all the insults that ungodly sinners have spoken against Him. These people are grumblers and complainers, living only to satisfy their desires. They brag loudly about themselves, and they flatter others to get what they want. But you, my dear friends, must remember what the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ said. They told you that in the last times— There would be scoffers whose purpose in life is to satisfy their ungodly desires. These people are the ones who are creating divisions among you. They follow their natural instincts because they do not have God's Spirit in them. But you, dear friends, must build each other up in your most holy faith, pray in the power of the Holy Spirit, and await the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ, who will bring you eternal life. In this way, you will keep yourselves safe in God's love, and you must show mercy to those whose faith is wavering. Rescue others by snatching them from the flames of judgment. Show mercy to still others, but do so with great caution, hating the sins that contaminate their lives. Now, all glory to God, who is able to keep you from falling away, and will bring you with great joy. Into his glorious presence without a single fault. All glory to him who alone is God, our Savior through Jesus Christ our Lord. All glory, majesty, power, and authority are his before all time and in the present and beyond all time. Amen. Psalm 127 verses 1 through 5. Families establish homes and sentries guard cities. But both these activities are futile unless God is in them. A family without God can never experience the spiritual bond God brings to relationships. A city without God will crumble from evil and corruption on the inside. Don't make the mistake of leaving God out of your life. If you do, all your accomplishments will be futile. Make God your highest priority and let Him do the building. Now God is not against human effort. Hard work honors God. But working to the exclusion of rest or to the neglect of family may be a cover-up for an inability to trust God to provide for our needs. We all need adequate rest and times of spiritual refreshment. On the other hand, this verse that we'll read about here in this uh, subject is not an excuse to be lazy, so be careful to maintain a balance. Work while trusting God and also rest while trusting Him. Too often children are seen as liabilities rather than assets, but the Bible here today calls children a gift from the Lord, a reward. We can learn valuable lessons from their inquisitive minds and trusting spirits. Those who view children as a distraction or nuisance should instead see them as an opportunity to shape the future. We dare not treat children as an inconvenience. When God values them so highly. Psalm 127, verses 1 through 5, a song for pilgrims ascending to Jerusalem, a psalm of Solomon. Unless the Lord builds a house, the work of the builders is wasted. Unless the Lord protects a city, guarding it with sentries will do no good. It is useless for you to work so hard. From early morning until late at night, anxiously working for food to eat, for God gives rest to His loved ones. Children are a gift from the Lord. They are a reward from Him. Children born to a young man are like arrows in a warrior's hands. How joyful is the man whose quiver is full of them! He will not be put to shame when he confronts his accusers at the city gates. Proverbs chapter 29 verses 15 through 17. To discipline a child produces wisdom, but a mother is disgraced by an undisciplined child. When the wicked are in authority, sin flourishes, but the godly will live to see their downfall. Discipline your children and they will give you peace of mind and will make your heart glad.
3: Days Surround me I yearn for peace and rest I don't want to end up where you found me And it echoes in my mind Keeps me awake tonight I know you've cast my sin as far as The east is from the west And I stand before you now Though I've never sinned But today I feel like I'm just one mistake away From you leaving me this way Jesus, can you show me Just how far the east is from the west Cause I can't bear to see The man I've been rising up in me again In the arms of your mercy I find rest but you know just how far The east is from the west From one scarred hand to the other Reminding of my sin Time and time again Your truth is drowned out By the storm I'm in Today I feel like I'm just one mistake away From you leaving me this way Jesus, can you show me Just how far the east is from west? One hand to the other.
2: reading is Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15 through 17. Therefore, be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise, making the most of your time, because the days are evil. So then, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is.
4: To make his followers useful servants for his kingdom, God knows when it's necessary to break our self-will, which is our independent self. He doesn't want to break us. He just wants to transform the parts of us that do not reflect Jesus Christ. Our Heavenly Father sees who we really are, so He targets those areas in our life that will hinder Christian growth. Attitudes of pride, jealousy, anger, and unforgiveness need to be dealt with so that His divine love and truth will flow through us to others to promote change he will bear down on us and maintain pressure until we respond the lord desires what is good for us and will do what is necessary to bring transformation in our thoughts attitudes actions and priorities dr stanley remembers a time several years ago when along with the responsibilities of serving the needs of a large church he and his then smaller staff also began producing television programs dr stanley says eventually great weariness forced me to stop serving for three months. I wondered what would happen in the congregation during my absence. It turns out the church grew in attendance, giving, and serving without me. The Lord knew that pride in my pastoral position would be a hindrance to future service, so He took steps to change me. Through that time of brokenness, says Dr. Stanley, the Lord taught me a great lesson— Yielding in obedience to God is what makes my service valuable to Him. The question you and I need to ask ourselves is, are we cooperating with God's work in our life? Transformation will take place when we surrender to the Heavenly Father and cooperate with His Spirit.
0: Alone, my hope is found. He is my light, my strength, my song. This cornerstone, this solid ground, firm through the fiercest drought and storm. What heights of love, what depths of face, when fears are still striving sings my comforter my all and all here in the love of Christ I stand
5: Victor Carrillo, who is a small business owner, wants me to talk today about organization. Victor, you're from Santa Fe, New Mexico. What a beautiful area that is. I love the story of um, Charlie Brown and Lucy in the backyard one day, and and, uh, they're talking, and and, uh, she's kind of putting the fear of God in her, and she said, do do you see this hand? She said, Charlie Brown, when when these fingers begin to organize and come together and coordinate, she said, this becomes a fist and Charlie Brown, she said, when this becomes a fist and I put my focus, and my power behind it, and my muscle behind it, this becomes almost a legal weapon. She said, you have to understand, this is, this is what happens when, you, when your fingers coordinate and come together and make a fist. And Charlie Brown, as he always says, he's looking at his hand, he's looking at his fingers and he's talking to him. He said, why can't you guys ever get organized? Have you ever felt like that? You just kind of look at your life and think, there's so much potential out there, but I can't quite put it together. What I learned is this. Organize by starting small. Don't try to put everything together. Try to put something together. And if you practice on something, then someday you can graduate to everything. Organization. It can be a successful person's best friend.
6: I am guilty. ashamed of a word. See yeah. yeah. j is f-
0: listening, make sure to tune in tomorrow for the next edition of Transformation Radio.